0: everybody worship the Lord with a hand clap. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we love you today. Lord, we love you today. Hallelujah. 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 Glory, to glory, to glory, to glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory Glory, Let's worship the Lord as the choral group blesses with the number and while they're Singing, the
1: brethren's coming with the tithes baskets. So everybody obey the Lord today with
0: our tithes. be a big there's never been. Have you ever been down looking up with no hope? Sitting on the bottom at the end of your rope? Oh, there's never been a better time to call on God's name. So just stand up and speak to the mountain and march on in faith. There's never been a mountain. There's never been a thing. So, yes, I know, and just when you think you've finally reached the end, there's gonna be a victory like Like there's never never been. been. Have you ever been down, looking up with no hope, sitting on the bottom at the end of your rope? Oh, there's never been a better time to call on God's name. So just stand up and speak to the mountain and march on in faith. Yes, there's never been a never mountain. Been a mountain. The oh, there's never, be been a thing. there's never been a single thing. So I know, I know that just when you think you finally reached the end, there's going to be a victory like there's never been. Knows the things that you need. God oh my God here's your plea. God sees. He sees what you need. He, hears, he sees the things that you need. He's going to take time to pour out a blessing like this world has never seen. Never been a mountain never been a mountain Oh, never been a, thing. never been a single yes, thing Yes, I, I know, I know that Ooh. Just when you think you finally reach the oh, end victory, big like I like there's, there's never been. been Oh, there's never been a mountain be a victory like there's never been. Take time to pour out a blessing like this world has never seen. There's never been a, never been a mountain. Oh, never been a single thing. So, I know, I know that just when you think you finally reach the end, there's gonna be a victory like there's never been. Have you ever been down looking up with no hope? Just sitting on the bottom at the end of your road. Oh, there's never been a better time to call on his name. So just stand up and speak to the mountain and march on in never been, oh, never been a mountain. No, there's never been a, never been a, no, never been a single thing. There's there's been a single thing I know that God can do it. But when you think you finally reach the end, there's never been a like, like there's never been, been. oh, never yeah. been a mountain. there's never been a mountain. Yes, there's never been one. looking up with no hope just sitting on the bottom at the end of your road oh there's never been a better time to call on his name so just stand up and speak to the mountain and to march on in faith yes there's never been a mountain never been a single thing There's never been, just when you think you've finally reached the end, there's going to be a victory like there's never been.
1: Hallelujah, hallelujah. Do you believe God can fix it? Do you believe God can fix it? There's never been a problem he cannot fix, there's never been a situation he cannot take care of. Amen. You agree with the singers today? Amen. You believe they're singing the truth to us? Amen. Whatever we face, whatever would come against us, God's just bigger than the problem. Amen. Thank God for this wonderful day the Lord has given us. My, my. Hallelujah. I believe we're in a church of faith. I believe you're in a church that believes in victory. Whatever the circumstances is, God's bigger than the problem. Amen. Happy church. Amen. A church of faith is a happy church. Faith church of hope is a happy church. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. I'm telling you. Amen. These singers just keep getting more and more anointed every time, don't they? Don't they just keep warming our hearts and blessing us? Amen. Every time. Hallelujah. I appreciate being time and investment they're putting in the sacrifice they're putting in I was up here fairly early this morning praying and somewhere in the back I heard the special singers already here practicing getting ready to sing for his glory and for his honor well let me tell you about our God our God deserves the best our very best amen our very best praise our very best worship our very best amen I want us to pray together right now Amen. and uh, we have a special prayer request someone sent up pray for a gentleman here uh, mr. Bird. we want to ask God to undertake for him and let's continue praying for Doty, asking the Lord to undertake her situation and we're glad to tell you that it looks like maybe possible that she'd be moved back here this coming Wednesday so we're praying for her her soul her family uh, her uh, Dad, and needless to tell you, I guess they're all certainly stirred, and we're just believing this is the hour for them to surrender to God. Amen. Fall on their face and say yes to the King. Amen. We know our God is able. Praise God. Let's continue praying for all these needs, and I know you know some. Let's just join together right now. Would you lift up your hearts and your hands to God in prayer and thanksgiving and? asking God to have mercy. Lord, we give you thanks and praise for all the things that you've already done, victory after victory, miracles that you have given. We praise you today. We worship you today. We come here today believing you would use us, Lord, in our humble little manner for your glory, for your honor, oh God. Oh, Lord, oh God. We fall upon the altar today committing, submitting ourselves to you, asking you to lead and guide and direct. We believe you in jesus name hallelujah in the name of the lord name of the lord amen it's certainly good to have everyone in this service today that's come to worship the lord with us brother drake good to have him back in church with us and uh, the pruitts that are here today second time of being with us good to have them today and some friends of brother don has come here today gregory and alan good to have them in this service good to have uh miss matthews here misty here in this service and susan here to worship the lord and joyce and sheila the lord bless them It's come to this house today well we think you made the right decision you said i'm going to go to church that couldn't be nothing wrong with that could there to be in his house to receive his word amen in jesus name hallelujah praise god i want the lord to talk to us today through his word we know we're living in an hour when we need to the word of the lord and plant it deep in our heart and to receive god's word and as always i tell you i need god's help to preach to you today i trust that i'm preaching to people that have perhaps thirsty ears for the word of the lord because that's when the word of god can do you good is when you want to hear the word of god amen when you want to hear the word of the lord and i can tell you i know how the enemy comes against people i've sat right out on the pews and, and listened to preachers and, and if there's anything the devil wants to do it's distract people from receiving god's word but uh, we're believing today that the, such an anointing of the holy ghost will just hover over not only the preacher over this whole audience that it just melts hearts and reaches way deep down in lives. So I want you to help me today, obey the Holy Ghost. You're gonna do that, young boys, right down here on front, young men, y'all gonna help me. Amen. What about the young ladies? Amen. Y'all gonna help me today? Amen. You're not gonna go in and out, you're gonna help me. Good. Amen. What about everybody else? Amen. Praise God. I need your help. Amen. I need your help. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Everybody say in Jesus' name. Amen. The Lord bless you. You can be seated. I'm beginning today in 1 Peter, the 4th chapter and the 12th verse. If you have your Bibles, open them today and follow And It's so good to look across this audience and see this building almost packed full of people today. Amen. I thank the Lord for people wanting to go to church and being faithful to the house of the Lord and come to receive and to be blessed and touched by His presence. We're believing for that to happen here today in this service. Amen. First Peter, the fourth chapter, the twelfth verse. Here the great apostle Peter speaks to us and calls us beloved. Beloved. He said, think it not strange concerning fiery trials, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you don't think it's strange these fiery trials everybody say fiery you know if he had just said trials that had have been one thing but he talked about those fiery trials those fiery trials he said don't think that it is strange don't think something unusual has happened to you because it's there to try you and there is a purpose in all this as we walk with God god has something in mind and that is developing out of us a real child of god that's the purpose that's his will that's what he has in mind that's the reason that oftentimes he puts us back in the furnace and the fiery trials of afflictions and these things it's to remold us and to shape us according to his will and to his plan. I preached to you along these lines last Sunday, going back again, the 26th chapter of the book of Samuel. I trust you will follow along with me and not start your own Bible class, but uh, let's go together into the word of the Lord and receive God's word today. If you recall from last Sunday, I talked to you about how the world living in a make-believe world. They try to dodge reality. They do not want to face up to real problems. Hollywood is certainly nothing but a front and a sham, and people want to try to relive those things they have seen. But uh, we're dealing with real life today. We're dealing with a man that is given to us, recorded of his real Life, what actually happened to him, what he was going through. And uh, this we know about him, that he was a man that had been chosen of God and the hand of God was upon him. You agree with that? Amen. King David, even though he was not king at the time, he had been anointed to be king. He was a mighty man and the hand of God was upon him. But brother, when you read his life story and you see step by step, the things that he went through, and the things that he dealt with. I think it should speak a very, bring a very clear message to every one of us in this building that while you're going through these fiery trials that God has not forsaken you, you know, sometimes receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost and getting in church and turning your life over to God, uh, sometimes we can paint a picture as if it's just a flowery bed of ease. You just, from then on, you just float. And I thank God for the times, and it does seem like, until you get your root system and get some uh, legs in this thing and get some strength, it's, it is true. God takes new converts, and I've watched them. Boy, they're just, they just on cloud nine and just floated them along. You know why God was doing that? He was uh, taking you through that time to where the Word of God could strengthen you. let me tell you the day's going to come he's going to take that pillow out from under you and he's going to let your feet really hit the earth again you're going to really feel life again and you're going to get back and 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 feel the pains and you're going to have some fiery trials and it is because God is building a great army a great people for his name he don't want a bunch of weaklings and a bunch of wimps and everything they go up against they just faint and fall out and lose out and backslide and and all these things. He's going to purge all those things out of us, losing their temper and and all these things. He's going to work on it till he perfects us and brings us to where he would have us to be. And that is the reason the Bible said, the Apostle Paul, uh, Peter said, don't think it even strange when these fiery trials come against you because they're coming against you to try you and to test you and to help you to be strong and to grow in the Lord. it's not God's gone and God's away but brother I'm going to tell you when you take step by step and walk through the verses of this Bible the book of Samuel through the life of David you see how true it is to our life and the things we deal with and the things we face as it was with him many many times I'm certain nothing made any sense to him why is this happening why is this coming why is this against me But then when you back up and you see the big picture and you see what God had in mind, then you can understand, well, what the Lord was doing in our life. And that's the reason the Bible said that he had given us these examples that we could follow, that we could study, that we could break it down, that we could examine it, we could apply it to our life, we could have understanding and know how to deal with the affairs of life from day to day and the things that we face. That brings us to this 26th chapter and this is where David again is running for his life and as I preached to you last Sunday and I'm going to just cover a few things and then go right on and pick up where we left off last Sunday. The Ziphites, this was the second time that they had uh, sent word to Saul, betrayed him and now Saul has come with uh, 3,000, 3,000 not just any soldiers in his army, but chosen men, the, his uh, greatest men out of his army. He's taken 3,000 to go after a little band of men of about 600, and they're running not only with their, uh, for themselves, but they've even got their children and their wives with them, and uh, they're trying to escape for their very life. You can imagine the odds that are against them, 600 to 3,000. 3,000, the strongest men in all of Israel, wisest men, smartest men, great fighters, great warriors, and they're all, one thing in mind is we're going to bring back a trophy, and that trophy will be the head of David. We will destroy this band of men. We will win this battle, and we'll come back to sing and dance in the streets that we have won, and David is now forever dead, and uh, this victory has been won they would have said for God isn't it amazing what people will do in the name of God some really strange things people will do in the name of God contrary to his will and then lay the blame on God and this is what Saul and 3,000 men had in mind of doing but the hand of God was upon David and uh, David comes to his men he finds out where Saul is at and he asks his Ahimelech uh, come and uh, go with me and uh and there out of that Abishai was the man that said I will go before old Himalek could say a word it seems from the reading of this that Abishai had jumped to his feet when he said who will go down with me to the Saul and to the camp Abishai said I will go with thee I'm ready and we preached to you last Sunday the importance of just not having to be sold and twi- your arm is not twisted in this I think that's what separates this church. We're not an arm-twisting church. Hallelujah. We're a Holy Ghost, God-fearing church, a church that, you know, what I saw a long time ago, you can twist somebody's arm, but let me tell you, they'll long remember that you twisted their arm, and bitterness will set up in their heart, and you haven't accomplished one thing in the world. If I could get you to live right for a day by twisting your arm, I wouldn't have accomplished very much, but if the Holy Ghost can implant something in your heart that you say, I'm going to live for God because two things, I love God and I fear God and I believe it's the right thing to do, I'm going to do it. Then you feel good about what you have done and the choice and the decision that you have made. You know, Abishai, before Ahimelech can say a thing, he jumps his feet and he says, I'll go. I want to go. I want to go and fight with you. They go to the, down to where Saul is at and uh, spy him and see him and it's Abishai that says, David, God hath delivered thine enemy into thy hand this day. Now therefore let me smite him, I pray thee, with the spear, even to the earth at once and I will not smite him the second time. Let me smite him. And uh, you, it won't even be you that's done it, David. But David says to him, destroy him not. For who can stretch forth his hand against the Lord's anointed and be guiltless? Who can stand in that awesome place to challenge the Almighty God to take matters in your own earthly hands and decide, I'll do this and I will do the other. I will make my own decision. Who would dare stand in that place? and put your hand on the anointed things of God and walk away and feel not a guilt-ridden conscience. And I mentioned to you last Sunday that David had learned something. And one thing after this that David did do, he'd taken his, his jug of water and his spear, cruise of water. And, uh, but David had learned something through the experiences that he had, and it was this. Don't touch God's anointed, because the time before this same opportunity that had presented itself, you know what he had done. He had taken that sharp razor sword that he had and he had just cut a part of Saul's coattail and taken a part of it. And that sword was getting awful close to his side and to his heart. And the Bible said that when David did it, his heart, ooh, I'm going to tell you, there's something wrong with our hearts when we don't feel that. Ooh, I shouldn't have said that. Oh, well, hallelujah. I should. Now, I'm going to tell you, if you want to walk with God, you listen to me preach today. You walk, if you want to walk with God, you listen to what I'm telling you today. You've got to have a conscience for God. You've got to be sensitive to God. You've got to have an ear to hear those voices that speak to you. No, you shouldn't do that. And David was that sensitive. And when this opportunity presented itself the second time, he said, oh, no, 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 I've learned better, I know better. I'm not going to dare do that. And I'm going to tell you something about God. There's things in ignorance that all of us have done, but when you come to the knowledge of the truth and you repeat that same mistake, you're walking in some very dangerous places. All right. There's time you can plead with God and say, God, I've done it in ignorance, and I was foolish in doing it. And then you to repeat that same mistake and do that same thing over, you can't make that plead with God anymore. Aren't you glad God's a merciful God? And hasn't God had mercy on all of us? And hadn't there been many times in our life we found ourselves where David was at, we did things, we regretted what we'd done, and we said, God, forgive us. Now let me tell you, here is true repentance. Everybody say, true repentance true repentance is whenever you did wrong and you said I'm not going to do that no more and I mean you didn't do it anymore that's true repentance because his heart had smote him he said I will not do this anymore and he had learned from his past experiences let me tell you something church listen to me today when you see things not working in your life you are to stop and examine and say why what what's going on in my life Let me find the answer. Let me search out the short in this current. Somewhere, some way this thing has cut off. Amen. And you just go back and, and mend the feelings with God and have a walk with God. You cannot live for God in condemnation. You cannot live with God with your heart troubled. Amen. But I'm glad there's one greater than a troubled conscience that's able to heal and able to make whole. Everybody say amen. Are we ready to grow? Are we ready to walk with God? Are we, are we sensitive to God? Are we going to be foolish and repeat things we've made, mistakes we've made in the past when the next opportunity presents itself, we just tumble right off in the same thing again? Or are we going to be wise and grow? God, speak to us today and let us be wise. Then this brings us down to the place where I want to begin today. And it is in the ninth and 10th verse. And I've already read the ninth verse to you. Hallelujah. David said to Abishai, Destroy him not, for who can stretch forth his hand against the Lord's anointed and be guiltless? David said, Furthermore, as the Lord liveth, the Lord shall smite him. Abishai, the Lord's going to take care of Saul. Or he said, Or his day shall come, his day shall come to die. Or he shall descend into battle and perish. God will take care of this man that is troubling me. Either he will it'll come his day. Did you know that day's coming for all of us? We live in a little dream world, don't we? We try to escape reality. We try to dodge the issue, but you're looking at somebody that's dying. I'm looking at people that are dying. Our day is going to come. People can't imagine, but it's it's going to come someday. Just as David said about Saul to Abishai, or his day shall come to die, or he shall descend into battle, and there he will perish. Don't worry about it. We're going to let God take care of it. There's no way I can be, have blood on my hands. There's no way I can put my hand in this situation. Somewhere down the road, God, on God's big time clock, God will take care of the enemies of the cross. Amen. People, I told you here a few Sundays ago that I was troubled about the situation in our country. And and the last thing I did, as usual, that night, sleeping before I went to sleep, taking my little Bible and and reading a few verses of Scripture, and and, uh, I come across that verse. I don't think I'll ever forget it. And it said, fret not thyself over evildoers. Why are you laying here with your blood pressure up, worrying about... And the world that's uh, going on in our, our country, why are you fretting over evildoers? Well, the Bible said, Fret not. Fret not. And this is what David was saying to Abishai. Don't you fret over Saul. His day's going to come. You know what it looks like to us? It looks like the wicked get by. Don't it? It looks as if they escape and none of them escape. Every one of us, every person is right in the hands of the Almighty God. Nobody. David said, Abishai, get a hold of yourself, man. Don't you think of putting your hand on him because the day's going to come he's going to die or he'll descend into the battle and he'll perish there. Some way God will take care of him. It's a comforting thought today to know that God is taking care of his own. Then... The uh, 11th verse, And the Lord forbid that I should stretch forth my hand against the Lord's anointed. But I pray thee, take thou now the spear that is at his boaster, and the cruise of water, and let us go. Then the Bible, So David took the spear and the cruise of the water from Saul's boaster, and they got them away, and no man saw it, nor knew it, neither awakened For they were all asleep, because a deep sleep from the Lord was fallen upon them. Said God is, see how God was taking care of them. Tell you, God has. it, it, It amazes me about the Lord. He can use the most simple thing to make the biggest problem you've ever faced in your whole life. Or he can take the biggest problem in this world and take the most simple thing to fix it. And David recognized this. David said, God's. I wasn't so smart. Brother, I'm going to tell you, when we think we're living by our own wisdom and wits and and knowledge, we better get another thought coming. David understood this and my ability to sneak in here on these men and 3,000 of them laying around Saul, and they made this big circle around him. And old Saul's right in the middle. And we went tiptoeing through all of them one laying over here, one here, and all stretched out. And them leaned back with their necks stretched as far as they could stretch, a snoring up a storm. Sound like a contest, and a motorcycle race going on of uh, uh, them a snoring. David recognized that's not me, that's not what I my ability or, or to do this but it's the hand of God that's put all them asleep. They're so tired they're so weary when they hit the ground that night they couldn't uh, be awakened. Uh, they, David tiptoed right through all of them and, and when he come back he said I want to tell you what God has gonna, done. God put every one of them to sleep. God put every one of them to sleep. Let me tell you, God don't need a cannon to fight our battles. That's the amazing thing about God, that God can take the smallest things, just simple things, things that it just seems so impossible for you and I to fix. And we're going to tear up more trying to fix it. God can take something just as simple as sleep and make them sleep just a little bit too sound, too long. (laughs) Amen. Just just fix the whole problem with just a, a sleeping pill that God had given them and they could not wake up. Our God is a mighty God. You got a problem? Amen. The chorale was singing about it today. The singers were singing about it. You got a big problem? You got a big problem that you don't know what to do with? I'm telling you today, God's bigger than our problem. Amen. It doesn't matter what we face or what is before us if we can just get God's hand to work for us and we can stay in the will of God and we can keep the right attitude and everybody say, right attitude. If we can keep the right attitude, keep the right spirit, everybody say, right spirit. Everybody say, excellent spirit. If we can have an excellent spirit toward everybody in every situation, everything we face and say, we're in God's hands. Let me ask you a question today. Do you really believe today that you're in the hands of God? Do you believe that you're a part of the big plan of God? Do you really see yourself walking with God and God's hand up on you? God working for you? God blessing you? God anointing you? God fighting for you? God going before you? God sending angels? God surrounding you with angels? Do you really see yourself trusting in God. Everybody stand to your feet and clap your hands unto the Lord together. Come on. Speak to us, Holy Ghost. Oh, yes. Yeah. Speak to us, Holy Ghost. Amen. You can be seated. I got... Down to this church this morning to pray and seeking the Lord. And uh, have you ever laughed in the spirit? I got to laughing in the spirit and crying in the spirit at the same time. Hallelujah. Amen. You know what I was laughing and crying and rejoicing about? Amen. The fact that God, Amen, your hand is on me, your hand is on this church. Your hand is on all these people that's going to come here today and sit in these pews. Your hand is upon them. You're working for us. You're fighting for us. If you need to let somebody sleep an extra hour, you can let them sleep. If you need to keep them awake, you can keep them awake. It's not in my hands. It's in your hands. And God, you can take the simplest little thing in the world and help us win the battle. hallelujah hallelujah that's the faith that we must have in god do you believe that today do you believe that god's got his hand on your life then you can have confidence in god david recognized this saw it very clearly because a deep sleep from the lord was falling upon them then after david takes this he goes to the other heel side and standing there with a perhaps a guff between them he cries out after Abner and Abner is the captain of the army whenever he cries out unto Abner Abner it appears that he just uh, not paying even any attention that uh, he does not hear him and uh, finally he awakens him and he gets his attention he asked the question what are you doing crying unto the king then he asked him said thou art a violent man and who is like unto thee in Israel there wherefore then hast thou not kept the lord the king for there came one of the people in to destroy the king thy lord this thing that is not good that thou hast done here David's Barely rebukes him it's not good what you've done Abner you were supposed to be a watching the king you were supposed to be keeping the king and uh, you have done this foolish thing he said as the Lord liveth ye are worthy to die Abner you're worthy to die because ye have not kept your master the Lord's anointed and now seeing where the king's spear is and the cruise of water that was at his bolster said Abner you did not do as you were supposed to you have allowed there was one that came in to the king that was going to take his life and you have done a very foolish thing he said you're worthy to die amen let me tell you something we got to stay awake and we got to build a circle around this truth we've got to have a defense around this truth we've got to have a defense around this truth amen if there's anything that Jesus foretold in that New Testament it was this that in the last days it would be a sleepy hour people would have the attitude like this that's not important it's not important spiritual things are not important They do not see sin anymore as an enemy to the cross, enemy to a family, enemy to a life. And that's the reason the Holy Ghost has burdened my soul to preach to you again that the Holy Ghost could keep us awakened to the fact, friend, we cannot allow the enemy to rock us to sleep. We've got some treasure that we're guarding in this church. We've got a treasure in the house of God and if we're not careful if we become slow and unconcerned in this hour of the things of this world that's playing such a big part in people's life I'm going to tell you we're going to go to sleep what are you talking about prayer meetings will be unimportant it will not be important to pray hallelujah why because I'm increased with goods the scripture said and I have need of nothing I'm here to tell you we cannot allow the natural things of this world to put us to sleep. We cannot allow the past victories that this church has had to put us to sleep. We know what's brought us to where we're at and we must keep contending for it. We must stay awake. We must guard what God has given us, what God has done in our life. We cannot stop, amen, because you know why? Oh, God, this is the prayer of my heart. Let's go to another level. Let's go higher than we've ever gone for God. We've seen great victories, but why is it that we reach points in our life and we say, well, this is the end. This is as this is far as I want to go. You know what happens? It all happens in our vision. Our vision is short-sighted. We do not see far enough. We do not believe that, we're, that God can carry us on and we can take another step and we can press forward and we can see God do more. Who would have ever dreamed what God has already done? Has he not fulfilled his word that he has done in your life beyond and above what you could even think or ask? Why did he do it? Because you kept the power working within you. You know what's the enemy to the power, enemy to faith? enemy to believe in God. You know what's an enemy to all that? Uh, It's just being short-sighted and not being able to see and we stop and our faith stops and we said well, we've gone about this far, we can't go any further. Who said we couldn't go any further? Who put the limits on God? Who said that God couldn't carry us any further? I'm here to tell you if we'll stay awake uh, and we'll stay on track uh, and this church will stay on track uh, there's no reason why we should not push these back walls out why we should not reach further into our city. You know Why? WE'VE GOT SOMETHING THAT'S REAL, WE'VE GOT SOMETHING WITH SUBSTANCE. I WAS TELLING THE SINGERS uh, BACK IN THE BACK AND SUNDAY SCHOOL TEACHERS AND THE USHERS uh, THE IMPORTANCE, uh, ILLUSTRATED TO US WITH A TREE OUR life SHOULD BE. YOU CAN'T HAVE MORE ON TOP THAN WHAT YOU'VE GOT DOWN. YOU CAN'T HAVE A BIG BRANCHES uh, AND NOT HAVE A GREAT ROOT SYSTEM. Amen. And that's the way it is with this church. This church has got to have the spirituality to match our praise and our worship and exhibiting to this world that God is real. What makes God real? I'll tell you what makes Him real. Sincere people. Full of the Holy Ghost uh, with a root system that's reached way down deep. Uh, You wonder why people start out in this race uh, and it looks like they're doing so good. And I mean, they're shining for God. And all at once, a little storm comes along boom, uh, they're knocked over. You know why? Because they didn't have a root system. They didn't have the faith they needed. They didn't believe that God was still working with them. When they were sneaking through Saul's army, that the hand of God was still in all that, they couldn't see his hand. And because they couldn't see it, they got discouraged. And they said, there ain't no use in going back down there praying. There's no use going back to Monday morning prayer meeting. There's no use getting on our knees again. All I've ever faced was the enemy on the right and the enemy on the left. And look what a dilemma I'm in now. I don't care what the devil's saying to you. uh, There's still power in prayer, and there's a bigger picture that you're not seeing. Oh, yes. Come on, Brother Lee. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You know what, God, form a circle. Brothers, just form a circle. Amen. You know what God wants? He wants some people. Y'all turn around and look out the other way. Amen. You know what he wants? He wants some men that'll form a circle around truth. He wants some men that'll form a circle around their family and stand there and say, devil, you're not going to get in. You're not going to get my daughter. You're not going to get my son. Amen. I'm going to fight you. I'm going to fight you every way you turn. Amen. I'm not going to go to sleep. Uh, I'm not going to take this light. Uh, I'm not going to believe it had just passed. Uh, but I'm going to create a circle. I'm going to build a circle that's awake uh, and a circle that's on fire uh, and a circle that's ready to fight. Hallelujah, hallelujah. A circle the enemy can't break through. A circle the enemy can't break through. I'm telling you, that's what we're building at the First Pentecostal Church. Uh, Devil, you're a liar. Uh, we've got a treasure on the inside of this circle. It's the treasure of this doctrine. We still believe it's Jesus' name baptism. We still believe that Jesus is the Almighty God. Uh, we still believe uh, of repentance and uh, filling of the Holy Ghost. Uh, it's not sept- accepting the Lord as your personal Savior. It's having a born again experience. Uh, it's feeling it from the top of your head uh, to the The soles are your feet. It's knowing him and feeling him. That's what we're trying to build in the church. That's what we're trying to build with our young people. Amen. You know what? It's a horrible thing to try to lead an army that's not loyal. It would be a horrible thing to try to lead an army that would not stick together and be loyal it's just as hard to build a church where people are not loyal where people are not loyal to the truth where people are not loyal to the message where people are not loyal to the word of god hallelujah brother there's a the de- there's any million devils I'm telling you that he's got them spirits to come against you but i want to tell you if you will let the holy ghost and the word of God keep you focused. You'll stay awake, and you'll be protecting what's inside. You will not be foolish and go to sleep where the enemy just marches through and destroys the treasure. to tell you the treasure in this church uh, is the treasure of holiness that God has given us. Uh, I don't care what devil says whatever he wants to. It's still on the scripture. It's still on the beam. Without it. Without it. Just look over your head and you can see it. Without it. The Bible said no man shall see the Lord. It's scripturally right. It's always been right. Abraham was called out. Israel was called out with Moses to walk. Noah was called out of the cities uh, into the ark we're still a called out people amen, thank you brothers thank God for these young people amen, thank God for these young people hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah give us the, the courage to fight the good fight of faith this is where Saul and his men had gone to sleep. He said, Abner, you've done foolish, and I cannot believe how foolish you have been. You've let the enemy come in, and even one that was going to kill Saul. See, the truth of the matter was, that David had many enemies. It was not just Saul was his enemy. There were a lot of people in Israel that did not like David. They had become very jealous of David. And repeatedly, David warned Saul of this. When David calls out to him, in the 17th verse, the Bible said that he knew David's voice. And he said, Is this thy voice, my son David? And David said, It is my voice, my Lord, O King. He said, Wherefore doth thou, Lord, thus pursue after his servant? For what have I done, or what evil is in my hand? Now therefore I pray thee, let my Lord the servant hear the words of his servant. If the Lord hath stirred thee up against me, let him accept an offering. He said, he said, Saul, if God is doing this, isn't it, boy, look at the wisdom of this. Look at the wisdom of this. He said, if God has done this, Saul, Saul, if God has stirred you up against me, he said, then let's let God accept an offering. You know what he was saying? Saul, come on, me and you, let's go to the altar. Let's get down and pray, and pray through this thing. i tell you, that's where to settle some issues. You don't like somebody, somebody stirred up at you? Get them and say, come on, let's go to the altar. Hey Amen, let's pray that we get victory over this thing. He said, if God's done this, we'll get God to fix it. We'll get to the altar, and we'll stay at the altar until we pray through, that we touch God until God accepts our prayers. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Help us, Holy Ghost. Are y'all hearing me today? I tell you, the enemy, the enemy carries people everywhere but to the altar. But David said, come go to the altar with me, and we'll find out what God wants. But... If they be the children of men, cursed be they before the Lord. For they have driven me out this day from abiding in the inheritance of the Lord, saying, Go serve other gods. Go serve other gods. You know what it was? You go back to 1 Samuel the 24th chapter, the ninth verse, same thing when David meets Saul the first time, he says, Wherefore hearest thou? men's words Saul, why are you letting people just keep on stirring up things stirring up resentment stirring up you that you would be against me you keep on, uh, hear me church you can listen to the wrong people you can have the wrong phone pals you know if there's anything I resent is somebody trying to put a nickel in me try to make me dance a jig for them. I'm not for sale. There's no slot on me nowhere to push no nickel in or no quarter in. (laughs) People get all stirred up and huffed up and puffed up. You'd be surprised how many, hold on ladies, manipulate their husband. Amen. We settled that, my wife and I did, a long time ago, about that putting nickels in me (laughs) you know you need to do something about this you got to do something you got to do something well I'm going to tell you that's when you can do some of the dumbest things you've ever done in your life when somebody's pushing you from behind do something do something do something I'm going to do something I'm going to get up in the morning I'm going to come to prayer meeting well that didn't get much response people has made some of the most foolish decision because somebody push them and challenge them they knew what they was doing when they started that mess and it is a mess it ends up being a mess well hallelujah (laughs) try to get you to do something they don't want to do is what the deal is amen hallelujah He said, what are you doing? You're always letting somebody stir up your spirit. Do you allow people to do that to you? I I really feel hung up on that point right there. Do you allow, is there people that always call you and put a nickel in you and stir you up about a situation, stir you up about the church, stir you up about some little child, some boy, some girl, some man, some woman, something going on, something in this church, always ruffling up your feathers? Amen. Don't be for sale for nobody. Amen. That's not right to do that. That's not right for you to do that to people. They're they're pretty weak that will allow you to do that to them. You're just being a puppet on a string when you start that nonsense. Want you to do something, do something, do something. You know what had happened to poor old Saul? Of course, God was against him and he was in trouble and his mind and thinking was all messed up. But what happened to him, these people surrounding Saul, just like Saul was jealous of David, guess who else was jealous of David? Abner was jealous of David. And he was really upset, when over. David said, you're really worthy to die. That's what they ought to do. They ought to take your head off. Laid down there and went to sleep by God's anointed. What if I'd have been an Amalekite and slipped in there? I would have killed Saul. You didn't protect God's people, God's man. But there were a lot of people that had surrounded Saul that were, they were just as jealous. Perhaps all those 3,000 men that went with Saul were just as jealous of, of David as Saul was. The old thing they had in mind, we're going to bring his head back and we're going to rejoice because we'll forever do away with our enemy or our opportunity to take a step higher. Hey, you don't have to kill somebody to go higher. All you've got to do is walk with God and God opened doors and God worked for you and you walk with him and his hand be in your life. And then here comes the sad part. David said, what y'all have done to me, you have driven me away from my inheritance. You know what he was talking about? You drove me away. He had already hid his mother and dad in a city that Saul would not kill them. He said, you have driven me out. And you know what these, can I term it what they were? In their heart they were reprobate in their heart. Because you know what they were saying? David knew what they were saying. You go serve some heathen God. Get out of this church. You don't even belong in this church. Did you know there's spirits and attitudes that get a hold of people I'm telling you, our worst enemy of growth in this church, guess who it is? Everybody say us. Everybody say us. Our worst enemy of growth in this church is is us. People come, God draws them, His hand is upon them, leading them, pulling them, and if you're not careful, there's a spirit. Yeah, I don't understand that. I don't understand how here I labor preaching the gospel reaching for souls tugging at lives and somebody off the cuff just walk up to somebody and say something so hurtful and so foolish you know why they're so afraid that somebody's gonna get their little position leading the choir until they think what they've got to do, they got a fin for it. They're so afraid that somebody's gonna start playing the piano and get their little place on the keyboard until they feel like they've got a fin for everything. Don't you know there's a God that's in control of everything? You know what I'd like to raise? You know what I'd like to train? You know what I'd like to preach to? I'd like to see mature people grow up. I'd like to see us at the First Pentecostal Church uh, that we would not be children anymore. Short-sighted. Come on! You know what hinders a move of God and the Spirit of the Holy Ghost from moving in this church? Spirits like what I'm talking about right now. Spirits what I'm preaching about right now. People the enemy getting in people's heart and they don't care about another soul. Let them go. Let them go. We don't care about David. David's saying, oh God, oh God, I'd like to be down there. I'd like to be back down there. I'd like to be able to go to the, all the feast that they had of the tabernacle. I'd like to be around the Ark of the Covenant. I'd like to be able to go where they're burning sacrifices. But these bunch of people was telling him, said, you go serve heathen gods. Get out of here. You you don't need God. You don't need to serve God. Oh, I thought of the question that God asked Cain. Amen. Or Cain asked when God said, where is Abel? He said, am I my brother's keeper? I'm here to tell you today and preach to you. We are our brother's keeper. It does concern us. Come on. We do love one another. We do love one another. What is it? What, what happens in people that they want to take the position of where God has put me? And you start pastoring people and start rebuking people. Well, I didn't see you there last night. What's wrong with you? You know what you're telling me about yourself? You didn't really want to be there either. There's people that don't have it in their heart like they need to have it. And they think somebody else is getting off a little light. Well, if you understood that paying your tithes and going to church was one of the greatest blessings of your life, you would realize, amen, hey whether anybody else does it, I'm going to do it. Hey amen. Yeah, but I seen them. They had a split in their skirt. Yes, they may, but i tell you what they need. They need somebody with travail in their soul, with a burden in their heart, uh, that says, God, you're not going to have a one of these. You're not going to get a soul uh, out of this church. You're not going to steal one person. We're going to fight. We're going to encircle this truth. We're going to hold on to them. We're going to pull them back. I know what people say, Brother Holmes, we're worried about you, you letting up. Well, honey, why don't you just quit worrying about me? Why don't you start praying for me and helping me? Why don't you start a fast day every week? Why don't you meet me down here while I'm laid up under these pews crying and travailing and walling around blowing snot and wiping tears? Why don't you get on your face and help me pray God to deliver and break some more chains? Woo! I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. Amen. (laughs) Devil, you're a liar. You don't have no place. See, if you want to know what I'm trying to do around this church I'm trying to raise people a cut above the rest of the world and if I could be real presumptuous I'd say even above Pentecost I'd like to raise some young people that were a cut above that understood things and had were mature amen I'll tell you what we got a lot to live up to. Amen. I was with Brother Burr last week, and he just outdone himself preaching. I want to tell you all something. Amen. All over this country, people honor and respect and Brother Brother Burr. Amen. All around this country. Amen. Hallelujah. Brother and Sister Burr, or such God fearing people in God's hand upon them and brother and sister Burr I don't know how the Lord honored us and loved us enough to let you folks come up here and be with us in this church <laughs> amen but it's a. I said all that to say this when he is there preaching you know what he told those people and brother I, I flinched and squirmed and twisted and happened to be sitting right up on the platform in front of everybody. He's, he's bragging on you people. Bragging on how you people respond to the man of God. He told them about how that whenever he stood up to come to the platform you people started clapping, stood up a clapping. Amen. Respect to the things of God. Man of God. He told him about said, well there's not a Hardly a service go by that there's not a stream of people getting the Holy Ghost. Amen. Whew. Man, I'm telling you what, I was sweating because I knew those people didn't like hearing that. People don't never like to hear about somebody doing too good. That's where the problem's at. I watch people in hallelujah to God in this very church. You don't really like to hear somebody's doing very good you know. if they've got troubles and they've got back aches and they're just about broke. Well, bless their heart. We're all right in the same boat. But you let somebody say, God bless them, God's healed them, God's prospered them, God's hand up on them. Mm-hmm. Blessed quietness. Blessed quietness. They don't want to hear about nobody else getting blessed. But when they're blessed, Yeah, let the whole world know. Oh, come on. Come on. Come on. Let's grow up. Come on, let's grow up. You know what? People are so afraid somebody's going to get ahead of them. Let me tell you about life. There's always going to be somebody ahead of you, and there's always going to be somebody behind you. So just go ahead and clout and shout and enjoy life and enjoy the trip and be happy, mature, grow up. Quit being children, fussing like little kids. You'd be surprised how many churches have been destroyed. You know why? This one, this girl got this boy's girlfriend, that one got that one's girlfriend, and, and mothers got right in the middle of it. blah, 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 blah. blah. Churches split up. Serious trouble. Where did it start? Children. Children. People involved with it. In the middle of it. Good, what could have been great and good? And aren't we thankful for a Christian school? My. You know what happened just this last week? Right out by my house is where it happened. What a sad day we're living in. And then they tell us there ain't nothing wrong with television. Wow, that's where that little boy got all that. Pumped in his brain, 14 years old. He had watched enough murder movies and God only knows what all kind of trash. Video, video, video. And they say you can't preach against video. I say just come listen to me. Amen. I'm going to preach against it. I'm going to preach connected up to the internet. You know what's happened in this world? We've turned it into a violent society where people are killing and hating one another. And then they bring all those spirits right into the church and they won't come to the altar and pray with their brother. They want to fuss over the drums, fuss over the bass, fuss over the organ, fuss over the music, fuss over everything, fuss over their pew where they sit, fuss over their parking space where they park. Boy, I just about got everybody now, hadn't I? Oh, yes, I'm telling the truth. You better hear me today. You better grow up. You better grow up. You better grow up. You better become a man. Spirits of a soul possessed people. They don't care. They don't care, amen, what happens to their brother. But God, give us a God-fearing spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to look at the humble attitude. Amen. You're looking, wondering what I'm looking for. I was trying to find my watch, but I don't need it no way. Amen. Hallelujah. Look at the broken spirit. Now, if you want to see, I'm going to tell you, this 20th verse is about as important as any verse in this chapter because this will give you understanding what the big picture is all about. He said, Now, therefore, let not my blood fall to the earth before the face of the Lord. This is David's prayer. For the king of Israel has come out to seek a flea or as when one doth hunt a potridge in the mountains. Potridge was a little bird that they'd taken a club and just walked up to it and hit it. He said, you've come out to seek like a flea. Then if you go back to the 24th chapter in the 14th verse the the first time again that David meets Saul you know what he calls himself you've come out after a dead dog and again uses the flea most important verse the key to understanding what's going on in his life is right here you know what God was doing God was humbling David that someday he could be the king over Israel and rule with justice and fairness and understand what it's like to be on the outside so you don't never really know until you have the experience it's hard to imagine what somebody's going through until you've walked down that same path amen Hallelujah. Hard to understand what it is to lose a son until you've lost one. You believe that. You believe that. It's hard to understand what it is to lose a companion until you've lost a companion. Brother David knew he had been on the back side of things and he had been humbled down to where he was saying, what are you hunting for me? My God, look at me. I am I'm like a dead dog. Who has any use for a dead dog? What can a dead dog do? He said, I'm like a flea. David was seeing himself the way he needed to, that God could use him now. Except God helps us, church. You may think, man, I got it padded, I got it made, I got it lined up, and it's always seemingly security and help is just one more step, just another little reach. If we can ever just get that under our belt, we will have relieved our mind of the worries of life, pressures of life. And you reach and get that and it's still the same old problem. So you know where the real answer is at? It's not what you've got laid back. It's not what you've got your hands on. Let me tell you, it's in the Almighty God. And if you don't see yourself bow like a dead dog or a flea, there's something wrong. Because I'm telling you, every one of us are at the mercies of the Almighty God. Lift your hands and praise him right now together. Oh, bless his wonderful and righteous name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, bless the wonderful name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Amen! 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 Let me just finish this up. David, Saul said, "A moment of reality has come to him. He's awakened." The twenty-first verse said, "I have sinned. Return, my son David, for I have no more do thee harm, because my soul was precious in thine eyes this day. Behold, I have played." the fool, and have erred exceedingly. Just awaken for a moment. Saul said, I've done foolish. You know what's sad about this story? He couldn't get stopped. This was only a moment of reality, only a moment that he was awakened. To slide right back in the same old place that he was before. Just a moment, he's awakened to the fact you've erred exceedingly. You've done foolish. Let me tell you, we need to pray for those awakening moments when we come to ourselves and, oh God, help us to do something about it. The sad part about him, he couldn't get turned around. He saw where he was messing up, but it was like a slippery That he was in. He couldn't get no footing. Only momentarily he could see, boy, whoo, I have done foolish. Hear me today, friend. You can do something about it. You can get your footing today if you will listen to me. Come on back to prayer meeting. Come on back to your fast day. Come on back and be fervent in prayer. Meet me this evening. Let's get on our knees and seek God together. Church, I cannot pass up this point in the message and just pass it off. Amen. I feel a burden in my heart for every soul in this building. You feel like you're always slipping back. You don't have to slip. You can stop where where you're at and say, I'm going to start a new day. Somebody said, I've started so many times. There was a backslider that told me, and I don't think I'll ever forget it. She said this, said the devil almost had me convinced. You tried church, and it didn't work. And the devil said, why go back? But she said, I went back again. And now has lived for God for many years victoriously. You know what? I I wondered when she said that. I said, I wonder how many people today the devil has lied to. They went to church. Brother Billy, we're glad you're back in church. We're glad you come back again. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You know what he told me yesterday? He said it's been, I believe, three weeks. He said he hadn't smoked, hadn't drank, hadn't had anything, been living for God. Thank you, Jesus, for it. I'm telling you, this is the answer. Stand with me, if you will. Hallelujah. This is the answer. Let me ask you, are you having trouble getting your footing today? Are you having trouble getting your footing today? Are you feel yourself slipping, always slipping back? Come on. The Holy Ghost wants to help you. The Holy Ghost wants to help you. Reach over and join with somebody right now. Amen. Join. Join up with somebody that loves you and concerned about your soul. Come on, let's pray together. Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hello, Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. I believe you, God. I believe you, God. I believe you, God. Help us speak to us. Speak to us. Speak to us. Oh, Speak loud and clear to every heart. Come on, speak loud and clear to every heart. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, pray fervently for somebody. In the name of Jesus. 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 Just an awakening moment, oh God. Oh, let us see ourselves as we should see. Elabashakaya. (Sanly) Ba <Sanly> Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh Jesus, oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, speak, Lord, speak. Oh, speak ever every heart, every individual. In Jesus' name, make us strong and determined today to live for you. In the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord, make us so strong, Lord, in you. In Jesus' name, give us faith that will endure. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you. Prayer service at 6 o'clock. Great time in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Turn around and tell somebody. Prayer service, 6 o'clock. Great time in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hallelujah.